What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, August 11th. Happy birthday, Mrs. Zell. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, since the beginning, my OG partner here, Mr. Aldo Soto. I have good news for you. Well, I know you don't care anymore, but I think Nick Madrigal might be on his way back. That's good. Exciting I'm time. I'm happy for you guys. Uh, as you, you guys notice, still need a second base? Fids is, uh, I don't know, doing something with his rock star lifestyle out there in Vegas. <laughs> and uh, NASCAR Mitch will be joining us momentarily. He's running a little late. But uh, yeah, it's an OG podcast. Man, we've been doing this for almost five years. That's crazy. That's five years. That's nuts. But anyways, uh, we got the TA injury to talk about. We have, for some reason, the White Sox are still in this division. Um, the Cubs had the Field of Dreams game. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to get into all that. Plus, God only knows what. So, uh, let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the board. As always, the show is brought to you by Pin by Pinwheels and Ivy. Well, it is brought to you by Pinwheels and Ivy, but the show is brought to you by Sports Micro, SportsMicro.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on the push notifications so you can be notified when anybody else on the Bears requests a trade. Uh, sports Mockery and SportsMockery.com. So, uh, yeah, man. We'll start with TA. We'll start with TA. That's the big news. That's the big news. So, I got to talk about something real quick with this, though. Actually, before we get with TA, I want to address something. So, last week, I came out here. I was pretty pissed off about the trade deadline, about what the white side the white sides are just a perpetual ball of frustration right now for all of their fans like it's so hard to like get excited about this team or anything because anytime you think they're the white Sox have t- like turned it around like 15 times this season you know what i mean like it's just it's so annoying so <clears throat> it all came to a head last week i was really pissed off i used my dad voice and everything like i got really upset about everything and i went to negatives though Negatives all sucks. Because I'll tell you what, although I'll tell you right now, between the show we did last week and right now, I had a pretty shitty week. And I feel like it's because I brought that like negative like mojo towards me. And like I just mm-hmm. had like this Charlie Brown rain cloud over my head for a week. And so I was thinking about it today and like getting ready for this show. And I'm like, I gotta just be I gotta swim against the current, like I usually do. It's really easy to go with everyone when shit's going bad and be like, oh, this team fucking sucks, blah, 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 blah. It's tough to still be that guy that stays optimistic. And that's usually me. I'm usually the optimistic guy. I'm pretty realistic, I like to think, but I'm, if, you know, one way or the other, it's more optimistic. 
What up, NASCAR? Hey, sorry about the the delay there. I got stuck in traffic on the way back from the gym. That's actually super ironic because you're met NASCAR match. But anyways, <laughs> um, so you know, I'm gonna go my normal way here, Mitch. What I'm talking about is positives always back. I'm I'm not gonna be the negative guy. I got it all out of my system last week. I'm gonna the White Sox are as we're recording this two and a half games out of winning the division. They have on paper what is a very winnable schedule. And also, I know my guy uh, Herb said it on his show, CHGO, last night, and I was listening to this morning, and always I was laughing my ass off. Those guys are funny as fuck. But I don't even really sweat the Twins at this point. I think, yeah. the, twins, I think the Twins are cheeks, dude. Besides, like, they're three superstars. I don't think that it's the Indians that, or the Guardians that yeah, make me nervous. Yeah. Especially it's really annoying. That dude that weighs like 50 pounds, that pitcher for him. Mackenzie, yeah. Dude, he keeps throwing, you know, shut out one run games for him. Like he's finally becoming that he's becoming that dude that everyone thought he would become. And like best time ever. So they got him going. They got Bieber, who's not Cy Young Bieber, but still pretty damn good. Dollar Bieber, yeah. Yep. And then they got um uh, who's the guy that I love using in MLB the show? Class A, coming out yeah, of the bullpen. Yeah. That dude's a stud. And then that asshole white dude that they got that like that dickhead. Yeah, Karen check. Yeah, he gets all <laughs> fired up after everything. It took him a year to figure out how to pitch without sticky stuff, and now all of a sudden he's good again. And then I mean they have one of the, arguably probably a top ten, top fifteen player in all of the league in Jose Ramirez. I was gonna say they're doing this too with Jose Ramirez has been like kind of not bad but he just hasn't been himself for a long for like a couple months right and they're and still like, winning games yeah so i i'm more worried about cleveland than i am the twins for sure like without a doubt well and, especially since minnesota we play them the last three games of the year i think we still have three series left against them and so that's a great way for like two teams you know playing 500 ball that's a great way for cleveland to kind of separate the gap especially if they're beating up on each other that's true that's very true i mean yeah i, I guess i didn't even think of it that way because obviously someone's got to lose so they're going to gain ground as long as they keep winning and the worst thing they can do is just split against each other which yeah. it's kind of been the white Sox mo all year yeah well the white if it goes like it usually does they'll lose the first game of the series and then all they got and this has been pointed out to me by a couple people they can literally just win every series for the rest of the season like they don't have to sweep they just need to win series and i think they would they'll win the division yeah man they're still pretty annoying man they can't score runs it's it's so annoying (laughs) and that's the other thing like that's so the white Sox pitching staff has been really good they've been good most of the season like people are getting pissed at lance lynn last night i'm like homie only gave up four runs like that's not a lot of runs especially in the american league like, Against think, the Royals, too. Yeah, I think league average is like three and a half runs. Like, he's just like, he's doing what he needs to do. It's not his fault that you guys can't score more than three runs a game. That was one of his better starts. Yeah, I mean, the the one bomb the dude hit, he just, the cutter didn't cut as much. And But he was cruising. I mean, arguably, hindsight's always, you know, 20-20, but maybe pull him after five, but. He got touched up in the sixth, well, but I was gonna ask you, Zoe. I know I know you're back to positive Zoe and you want to return to that, but yeah. how much of a gut punch was the Tim Anderson injury? 
something was wrong with him. I you you put those numbers in our chat and I tweeted them out. Like something's wrong. Obviously, something was wrong. Tim Anderson is an all-star starter. Tim Anderson is arguably the best player on his team, and he just was not playing well. And I know he's got shit outside of fucking baseball. I know all that crap, but like physically, you could tell something was wrong. And like it kind of gets annoying when people keep bringing up the stuff outside of baseball because you don't know. Like all these people tweeting about him, you've never talked to Tim Anderson. You don't know like how this affects him. Like if he's just like rolling off his back, he showed up to the all-star game with his wife and the kids on the red carpet. Like you don't know what's going on behind those scenes. So I hate, I don't really like to assume that. I feel like that's really murky waters to get into. Also, do we even know if that's true or not? I mean, like it did not look like the most reliable source. And I know no one from the white Sox is going to confirm anything, but but like, I'm not certain that it actually. I mean, until until that kid comes and they run a DNA test, nobody really knows. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a long and short of it. There's a lot I mean, of gold diggers out there. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, but she could be 100% right. We don't know. That's my point. We don't know. I'll also so, say this, too, for Tim. I think we've been really spoiled by Tim Anderson the past couple of years because you say he's had a bad season. And I agree. He has not been the same Tim Anderson. He's turned into a singles hitter mostly. So you can tell something's up, like you said. He's still yeah. bat 300. Right. So like, he's still getting it. To the, that is a stud. And even with all the distraction going on off the field – and the injured hand. I mean, he's still batting 300, so he's been a productive guy at the top of the lineup. So uh, yep. that definitely is a big blow, even with the, the fact that you know he's taking a step down last year. I mean, the, he usually hits like 340, which is which isn't normal. So I think a lot of Sox fans have been spoiled by how good he's been these past three seasons. And then, so then the the picture or video of him flying commercial by himself, like pops on Twitter. I retweet. I get fucking crucified for it. Like that's not even him. You don't know what the what it what it, I'm like, holy shit. Like I was having a really shitty day too. And then all these people started coming at me. I was just like, fuck off, everyone. Like I just retweeted a video. I said, uh-oh. That's all I said. I didn't even like get like deep into it. And it turned out that it wasn't uh-oh because he was flying home separate from the team to go see a specialist because he's out six weeks for his goddamn hand. So I was not wrong for saying uh-oh yep. there. So yeah. I didn't. I was gonna say I just didn't get the. I I, I mean I get it because it's one of your star players. He's well liked for the most part uh, yeah. by the fan base. So I get why like fans got defensive. But at the same time, the amount of people who who were like, and then like the jokes were like, oh, I saw Tim Anderson on the L. I saw yeah. Tim Anderson and like on you know whatever the red line, the green line. It's like I mean, guys, like that was Tim Anderson. Like was Tim, this, was this in, wasn't some giant was conspiracy. Team issued travel <laughs> gear and like. You know, like, it was funny as hell. Like, I thought it was funny at first because, like, Sean Anderson from CHGO and, like, some people are like, if you freeze it and look at the weather report for Banger Main on the TV screen, it, <laughs> it actually matches up. And then someone, like, looked up flights and they're like, well, yeah, it looks like it was 936 and there was a 1020 flight. So, yeah, that checks out. Like, I was like, damn, people, I just saw a video of the dude not with the team and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, I didn't think it yeah. was, like, baby mama. Like, people just took it and, like, ran with it with their own imaginations. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, Bro, I just thought it was weird that he was not with the team. And it turns out it is bad. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, yeah. holy shit, though. I will never do that again. I'll tell you that right now. Because it was just, I wanted to fucking bury some people's faces. But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, he tore, basically, it's a ligament, like, right under your middle finger right here. Like, yep, pretty important, you know controls like the whole hand oh i'm sure he's gonna flick a lot of people off with it it's gonna be <laughs> awesome but 
Um, like that guy from Seinfeld that flips off George Costanza. Yeah. And like, he gave me the bird. And it's because he's got like the cast. <laughs> it's yep. going to be. <laughs> um, so he's out for six weeks. I mean, if the six weeks timeline is confirmed, he'll be back right before like the important series at the end of the year. But I mean, you're taking rehab starts and like, oh, I don't well, know, man. Like, yeah, that's the thing, too. Because there's two, two things make this concerning. Like four to six weeks is pushing it pretty close. To like the, if he goes the full six weeks, he'll be back September 21st, roughly. If you're going three weeks from today, um, because it's the lead hand, like it's left hand too, like gripping the bat. Yep. That, that's a that's significant. So you want it to be 100. percent And if it takes any longer than six weeks, like as we saw with Eloy, like he was supposed to be back at a certain time, and that got pushed back like three weeks. So you never know what could go wrong in rehab. The AAA season ends September 28th. So he might not even get a rehab start if something goes wrong or like to, to even fine tune it. So you could be getting a rusty Tim Anderson either late in the season or the postseason if something rehab goes wrong. So it's kind of a concerning timeline looking at it. Hopefully it's on the four weekend, but uh, something like that, especially for your lead hand needing to swing the bat, it is a little concerning. I think it's probably going to take the full six weeks. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm not – I'm. I'm trying to stay up on it, but like I, it's it's going to be a a long road back for Tim. I don't think it's going to be as quick is, and easy as people think it's going to be. And they were saying he might need surgery too. Was no, the is, is there a chance that he's just he's having he surgery tomorrow? He is at, yeah. Oh, he is. Oh. Yeah, so was that already tomorrow. built in within the four to six? That was what yes. I was confused about. He did yeah. surgery. Yeah. yeah, the surgery was built into the four to six time. Okay, okay. Um, I will have to say, Tim Anderson. Whenever, whenever uh, this is different, it's a hand injury. Obviously. It, gripping the bat that's a bigger deal with other i think leg stuff that he's had but i feel like every time he does go to the injury list he does come back like right at, the, right at the time so maybe he's just yeah. a quick healer hopefully yeah. if you're the side. some guys are just like that that's 100 true some guys heal quicker than others but for a team that is struggling mightily to put up offense losing a guy like ta right now is huge and like one thing that's been constant with this team all season and you could see it when you watch games on tv like you know like everybody that watches every game like mitch and myself and all this stuff like the straight body language on some of these guys they just look like bernie womacks like weekend at bernie's like death. and tim's always been like that straw that stirs the drink and like the the energizer guy and you know the change the game and all that stuff and He's gone, man. He won't even be in that locker room or that dugout. And, you know, Fids brought it up in our chat, too. Like, it could be a good thing. Like, maybe this forces someone else to, like, kind of take over that role. Or maybe they rally around it. And they're like, let's get in the playoffs so when T.A. gets back, he can join us. Let's win the division for T.A. or something like that. Or I just – I don't know if I see that happening, though. Like, I don't know who else would – Luis Robert doesn't talk. Aloy's just a goofball. Like, no one's going to get, like, fired up from Aloy. Like, Jose Abreu does his thing, but when you've read interviews from other players, when asked about his leadership, he's more of a, like, grab you and pull you to the side and, like, just talk to you and be like, what are you doing? You know, he's not, yeah. like, a big rah-rah guy. You know what I mean? And, like, that, that leadership, there's a, a time and a place for that kind of leadership. I am not hey, back. Whip, whip them boys into shape. But it's just... Uh, yeah, 
No, we don't want the Cubs. Guys. Did you see? Yeah, speaking Keuchel, of Dallas Keuchel, Keuchel, one of the groups, the the White Sox, and his mom was in there, and she was yeah. talking shit about the White Sox organization. Like your son sucks at pitching. He's like, well, actually, it was the uh, White Sox fault. They kept changing everything that he does well, and that's why he pitched so poorly. It was kind of yeah. funny to see. And that's why he pitched bad for Arizona, and that's why he pitched bad for. <laughs> they just yeah. kept uh, following him around. But anyways, smart. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can finish. No, yeah, I just, I mean, the Josh Harrison seems like a rah rah guy. Harrison's doing okay, and he Harrison, I think Harrison has it in him to you know rally the troops a little bit, and yeah, you know we see uh, Sosa get the call up, hit a home run in game two with a doubleheader on Tuesday, get a bomb too. I mean, he was an absolute piss missile, but like right now on uh, Wednesday night, he's starting at shortstop, maybe. Uh, again, like Sean and Herb on CHGO pointed out, maybe bring some of that youthful energy, yeah. you know, maybe a little jump yeah. start in the dugout. And, you know, Larry Garcia is hobbling around. He looking like me playing a 16 inch softball doubleheader out there yesterday. He just looks like he's just in pain. Like everything hurts. Yeah. Like his hair hurts. <laughs> like he's just, he's like, bro, I was supposed to be a well, super utility guy. And you got me playing every day. Yeah. It's like bullshit. Maybe. Lurie finds himself on a 10-day IL, which after Tony Lewis cries for 24 hours straight, maybe they call up another, like one of the Sanchez kid or get Jake Berger back up. Maybe just something to like pump some life back into his team. All right, Johnny Cueto just got out of a first and third with one out, got the double play. Socks are still down. Johnny Cueto's still good, man. Johnny double play specialist. I think that's his third one he's spun today. Good for him. Yeah. Talk about, so for everything that we've given Hod shit for this season, which he's deserved all the shit picking Johnny Cueto off the street was arguably one of the best moves yeah. of baseball season. Johnny well, Cueto has been an innings eater. He's been a stud. He doesn't give up more than like two runs a game. Like he's yeah. Speaking of giving Han shit. And that kind of is a good segue to the point I was going to make with, with Sosa because of the lack of moves they made this off season and at the trade deadline right now to replace Tim Anderson, you, you got an unproven rookie in Sosa. And I hope he brings energy back to the lineup. I, I think you look at his numbers in double uh, A AA and triple A this year. He's a pretty polished hitter. He's got some pop, so hopefully he can bring some energy, but still unproven. I think it's really unfair to put it all on his shoulders, considering the fact, you know, he's a rookie now in the middle of the division race. You can't, you like, can't do that. Totally unfair. No. So if he's struggling, like, he's probably going to struggle. Pitchers are going to adjust to him. So, and then you also got Leary Garcia, who out of the six positions he plays, his worst fielding percentage is that shortstop. And, you know, we've all seen what he's done with the bat. And as you mentioned, he's all banged up. So you got Leary Garcia and an unproven rookie. So uh, it's not a whole lot of good options. And I think a lot of that goes not even just at the short, but like the lack of depth and offensive options they have because of yep. the lack of moves Han made. It comes, It's coming back to bite him here. So I think that's a very good thing. The point that you pulled up, though, is it's, I hope Sox fans don't do this. It is a very unrealistic thing to call up a kid that's never been in Major League Baseball and think he's going to come up and replace your all-star. Totally. You got to temper your expectations for him. Yeah. Like if he is deep, like on Tuesday in game two of the doubleheader when he played uh, second base, he went two for four with a home run. If he can produce at that clip, I'm not saying home run every time, but, you know, get a hit or two every game. That's huge. As long as he and he, as long as he doesn't completely just fuck up the shortstop position, I think that's yeah. fine. That's sir. That's his job as a call up. Like just be serviceable. Maybe bring something to the table. Maybe he gets hot. You know, we've seen yeah. it before. Guys get called up and they run, go on a little heater. But no, for the 
comment section. I do not want Simmons on the goddamn White Sox. Stop oh, it. no. Stop it. All of you. Ryan, Yumper, all of you. Stop it. Um, <laughs> we we just want you, you guys to share the misery and seeing him try for to For those hit. of you not watching, uh, in the comment section right now, all these Cubs fans are peppering us with, don't you guys want Simmons? I mean, don't you get, don't you want a gold glove defensive shortstop there? Come on. No. What have the White Sox been missing all year? Good defensive play. Who did they put up his numbers that he hit worse than so far? John Lester. John Lester. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> John Lester. He had more years. No, he has... no, no. Okay. Like, I get it. He's a professional athlete. I get it. He, got, he has some talent. He got to the major leagues. He's had a long career. He was good with the Angels. He, the way he bats, you're like, this guy sucks. Just the way he holds the bats. Like, no, this guy, like, has he picked up a bat ever before in his life? I don't get how Angel Simmons, like, I mean, I get it. His defense has been like elite, elite for several years, but holy I mean, shit, see that guy go, try to hit. If you're going to go pick someone up off the street, I'd rather them roll the dice. And he's also been horrible, but go get DD then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, he can't play a shortstop for shit now either, but maybe he can hit a whole couple of home runs. I mean, have you looked at DD's numbers the last like two <laughs> years? DD's been bad. He blamed it on the vaccine too. I did. <laughs> He blamed him becoming a dog shit baseball player on the vaccine. And Didi is another. uh, another That's why the Royals are so good. None of their players got vaccinated. That's That's why they're just crushing it right now. I think Didi is another great uh, Bob Nightingale special. I think he like praised. Yes, it was. What was it? He compared him Babe Ruth. Yep. (laughs) Sure did. Nice call, Bob. As we're doing this live on Wednesday night, Sosa just got. Just smoked by four straight fastballs. The only one he let like go was the one that was like over his head. I didn't <laughs> say. I think Lenin, after he was called up and then like didn't play, and then he got sent back down. I think he struggled for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, and a little bit. Yeah, this but kind I... of puts a little bit more fuel into those rumors you hear about Sanchez not really being a team guy. That Sosa oh, yeah, and that right. keeps getting the call up, and not Sanchez. Yeah, like so I've heard rumblings that there's some maturity issues with Sanchez and he's also been struggling a little bit. He's cooled off quite a bit. Yeah. But Sosa was still hitting despite his struggles, which just goes to show how good he was hitting in the minors. He was still batting over 316 home runs. I think he had like 53 RBIs. So he was still swinging a pretty good bat, especially early on. But you know what? Uh, I was actually going to tweet and then I was like, this isn't people will not see this as funny. And I'll actually get like smoke fizz. I was like, call up Montgomery. But I was like, people won't think it's funny. Hey, it's who, brought, who brought it up a couple weeks ago? You guys are making fun of me. Yeah. Did you see a mini Tatis got released too? Oh, oh no. no. That guy's a cool Who's going to sign carry him? over, I guess. Uh-oh. How how do are the, how has he not been signed by every base, every team in Major League Baseball? I man? know. The White Sox actually, got rid of another Tatis Just watch brother. it. Watch it be the Padres yeah. again. Yeah. Is it turns out well, like Todd, the old man Tatis claims that he's better than uh Junior, so well, that's what Lonzo or the, what Lamar or the ball dad did that with all his sons, too. He just kept saying the younger one was better than the next one because he's yeah, he was trying right. to build up I that mean, hype train. Yeah. All right, Luis Robert back with another double, baby. All right, he's been fine. Him and Abreu have been fine. Him, Abreu, been coming around. Moncada, oh, yeah, August Abreu's been a stud. I mean, not that yeah. we're surprised, I mean, he's been no. doing this the whole career, but. Mancada's actually been decent too. He had a home run yesterday, but yeah. it's so. Mancada yesterday, I think he hit the ball in game one. He hit like three line drives, like could two of them could have, or like at least one of them could have been a home run. But that guy hits a lot into some bad luck too. Oh yeah, I, damn! Eloy got his batting average all the way up to three hundred. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, mean, right, you, you, you gotta remember, yeah, yeah, we didn't play yeah. a lot. <laughs> I know, but it, I think it, it was a two I mean, game stretch where he it jumped up because he was like three for three one game. And oh, because yeah, like when that. he came back from injury, he was like at like 142. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I was like, that's kind of a big jump, but um, be nice he's been hot though, Eloy. The power's starting to return too. That's back, yeah. back Sunday game, home games, he, he's hit a bomb, so there you go. That. Need that big time, but see, this is a prime example of this game that's going on while we're doing this show. They're in Kansas City, they're bad, they're facing a lefty who they usually torch, and they're losing one to nothing in the fifth. You know, it's coming back lefties this year. No, I the play to remember if they end up losing this game, especially by one run, first inning, they got the bases loaded with one out, and there was that soft hit line drive to left field by Gavin Sheets. And the, the catcher, whoever was playing out there, was some left fielder. He was a converted catcher, I guess. He caught it thinking there's two outs and started running in. And Abreu didn't tag. He, like, slipped at third. And another minor base running thing where he wasn't ready yep. to tag up. And that cost him a run. Because if he was ready to tag, they, they they score easily on that play. Again, why this team is just ridiculously Bench. frustrating. Can I make but an example? They are in the booty cheeks division of Major League Baseball that a team like this can win this division. Um. I wanted to ask you guys because I really haven't seen like uh, there's been like maybe a tweet or two from Jordan uh, Lazowski, our guy Jordan. Yeah, uh, how's he as Maya Grandal doing? Bad? I'm real bad. Like people are talking about Seb and like the the set. I you know everyone knows I like Seb, but like bias aside, I would start Seb over Grandal in a playoff Man. game. Like playoff started today. People were talking yesterday about how they wish he would pull a John Crock and retire after the inning. <laughs> like it's that bad, dude. Like it, he looks lost up there. He looks like he is running on E. You want to talk about an old man at a 16-inch softball doubleheader? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Sosa is one swing away from tying him in home runs this season. Yes. Let that sink. Yuri Garcia has more home runs than Yasmani it, it, It's really yeah, he had that one game. I forgot what day it was when he like went from first to third on a single, and then like he scored from second or something, and everyone's like, look at this, look at the wheel. You know he was in the ice bath for like, he, he oh, told yeah. yeah, he told Beef Loaf to move, scooch over, and he sat in that ice bath with him <laughs> for like at least three days straight. Beef said he went on vacation. He was really in an ice tub with Yasmani Grandal that, yeah. for three days. Even that, that was like watching mud slide uphill, that burst of slowness. That, it's like frustrating watching him run. I <laughs> might be the slowest human being on the face of this planet i am not a fast are you gonna do the herb uh, no because there's no point there's i'm not even gonna sniff it i am slow dude like when i was in little league i got thrown out from the outfield tagging from third in little league that should never happen but anyways i i understand i embrace my slowest why i don't run i don't run that's why i play sports where you don't run i play golf and 16 inch softball i don't run in 16 inch softball i go to first base and they give me a pitch runner anyways yaz looks really really slow and yeah, you got to hit I, the ball far and hard if you're going to be that slow. I mean, and, if he doesn't turn around these final, what is it now, like six, seven weeks of the season, he is like getting into like Dallas Keuchel hatred territory heading into the final year of his deal. But he's I don't think he can get to that level just because no. one, I think he's a good clubhouse guy. That's true. And he's okay, done like, like, like three years on, than on field wise. And I mean. Very rarely when you sign a guy to a deal more than like two or three years, like do they live up to the entire con he the first couple of years with Yaz were really good. He was really good. Second half of last season he was excellent. You could argue he was the best I, hitter. I think and he's I know, been good for like a hundred games. Uh, 
It was 2020 season. You I still don't think it's a, I don't, I really still just don't think it's a, it was a waste of a kind. I don't think it was a bad signing. No, I think that was a good signing. I don't you, think it was a bad sign. I know Barstool Carl, he's a big Cubs guy, he likes to stir up the White Sox shit when he, you know, and he was trying to tell everyone it was a bit, terrible signing in Sox. I don't think it was that bad of a signing. Well, I mean, Not if he's Grandal, if this year, if this year he's still, if he like just is bad, I think you could make the, because like he was only good for like, like a half a season. Yeah, man, he was Out really good for years. a half a season. Like the fact he missed half, like the, he missed a bunch of games due to injury and he was still second on the team in home runs. He was top, like, I think, I think he led the MLB in walks. And he was a stud during the play, like, down the stretch to the postseason. His, like, raises that. I think he was batting over 300 that second half of the year. Yeah. And you could almost argue the Sox don't even, like, I don't know. They wouldn't have been as good of a season without him. I wouldn't say they wouldn't make the playoffs without him because they won that division pretty handily. But, like, this year he hasn't helped. August, September, yes. Kind of carried the offense for a while. Without a doubt. I don't know. He, at that time, he was the best free agent catcher in the market whatever he was like mm-hmm. one of the best free it was they made a splash has it been perfect no but oh they just put a stat lowest era from starting pitchers since uh july 23rd and white Sox are third in the league the pitching's been phenomenal yeah just, no, the pitching is unbelievable but like that I, that's what's frustrating about like especially this stretch that everybody's talking about about the below 500 teams yes but you should be like just kicking everybody's ass and it's, yep. it's just not happening no, and they're going out there and they're holding these offenses to two, three runs a game, and the White Sox are losing two to three to nothing or two to three to one, and it's like, <sighs> and again, no power, no none, complete power. Someone put up a, uh, and now the beat writers are getting in on it, which you know means it's bad. But I think it was Van Schwuchen or Swauchen, whatever. Mentioned uh, from uh, yeah, yeah. He put out a tweet saying, like, Aaron Judge just hit his 45th home run. That's yeah. more than the White Sox top four home run hitters combined. It was like, Jesus Christ, man. Nobody this is now. brutal. Like, when they hit a home run now, it's like seeing a unicorn. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, oh, my God. Like, Moncada's home run yesterday, I I thought my phone was, like, broke. Like, they, I thought they uh, – MLB tweeted out the wrong name or something like that. I was like, what, Moncada home run? What? But yeah, I don't know, man. It's they just, blow all. It almost feels like they blow all the runs for a series in one game. Which, they like two game, like two runs, yeah. one run. Then they'll blow their load. They'll get like eight runs, and then it'll be like one run again, shut out, another ten run performance, two uh, runs. It's it's so unbelievably frustrating. But the thing is, I still think they're going to win this division. Oh yeah, yeah. I still think they're. Gonna I think it, that. Game. I mean, that has to be the most annoying part because it's like it's right there. You guys just play. You don't have to play like out of this world. Just play above five hundred. Yes. And like they're just struggling to do that. Yes, that's what this. Oh, look. Whenever I look back at the twenty twenty two season, all I'm going to think is frustration. This has been one of the most frustrating. Even yeah, even the good things that have happened, like Dylan Cease, that's been frustrating. He didn't make the All Star team. He got (laughs) like the whole thing. Even the positive, I think, it's frustration. Yeah, and I I heard this conversation the other day. Well, like, what's the last like most frustrating season that you guys have gone? Twenty oh six. Oh six. Okay. They won the World because, Series in 05, then they won ninety three games, and then and they, they went, make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. Which they had the 06 Twins on the graphic at this point of the year. Teams that were down by the most games in a division to yep. come back and win, and I think they were at ten and a half down at this point oh, of the year shit. in two thousand six, and they came back to win the division. 
So the White Sox only what a game and a half down. Yeah. Still home. Oh no, there's lots of hope, but no. As far as frustrating goes, at least those six was like fun though because it was like they were winning. Jim Tomey, right? They won fucking right. ninety three games, and you're like, and you were still kind of riding that buzz from 05, like. But then it got to the end, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Is and that even if they do win the division <laughs> at this point, like it's almost you kind of know they're going to get their ass handed to them in the first round by the Astros. So yeah. them winning the division is a double edged sword to me. It's 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 really cool. Like you want your team to win the division all the time. Like you want you know your team to make the playoffs every year. You want all that. But also, this team needs some serious changes. And teams that make the playoffs don't normally make the changes that I want to see made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I they was can talking... hide behind the whole, like, what? This team was good enough to win the, like, do you realize the Orioles would be in first place in this division by, like, six games or some shit like that? Like, yeah. I was talking to a buddy, like, a week and a half ago, and I was like, man, the worst case scenario for the White Sox would be they win the division, they win, like, they somehow pull off, like, the, a wild card series win. So, like, they technically win a, they won a division, or they Which won they a playoff series. They could, they, but Dylan then they lose the next game. round. But then Rick Hahn says, hey, we took the next step. We won in the playoffs. Yeah. We're making strides. It would be terrible. It's like, no, you underachieved all year. Won a terrible di- division. Fell asleep at the trade deadline. I would hope. Despite all the crap we give Rick Hahn, he's a smart guy. I think he would realize, even if that did, I, I hope. Because he, he seems like a smart guy. Anyway. I would hope he'd realize that. That's clear that this changes need to be made. He might. Re- the problem is he might realize it, but he can only do what he's allowed to do. Like yeah. I was gonna say, player wise, if he does, if they let him player wise, he has some tough de- decisions because again, he's gonna have to trade from the MLB roster. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's a pretty good free agent class this year, but does he get the checkbook? You know, it's like what, what what's yeah. gonna happen here? And I mean, do you do what everybody? with a pulse besides one man thinks you should do and change your manager. Do you, you know what I mean? Like how, there's a lot of things that they need to do. And hey, maybe he gets a second chance. Maybe a Detroit fires. Uh, what's his face? Hinch. Uh, yeah. AJ Hinch. And then yeah. well, they fired their the GM. Irons. That was wild to firing a GM like three weeks after the draft. That's insane. Um, and then you hear like the, the the pot shot Mr. Illich took at him. He's like, "Well, you know, it wasn't my decision to trade away Verlander or Scherzer or Martinez and all those guys. That was the GM's move." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he definitely swung from the hip there, but uh, I mean, Detroit just, they for a time they were making like the big moves back back in the late two thousand. Late two thousand because their owner was a hundred years old and he was gonna die and so he's just like I want to see a World Series before I die. Go get everyone. And then they started signing everyone like they started handing out stupid money and then the old man kicked it and it all just went to shit. Yeah. I don't know man. I that that's unfortunately that always sits in the back of my mind where it's like maybe it'd be better in the long run if they came up short this season. Cause then they could justify cleaning house. But that's the thing. You know, Jerry's not. I almost like, you know, it, it's, uh, then you had to go. Th- that's just going to be another two year product. That's just a waste Dude, of that. Cooper was with the team for like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I say, and I should, I guess I should be clear. When I say clean house, I mean like front office shit. Like not on field personnel. Yeah. I think on field personnel. They Haven't they recently? De- I, well, I guess that was more player development, right? With yeah. Chris Getz as their yeah. guy. A few they years don't. Ago? I don't think they they need to make like 
super drastic on the field moves. They're like a couple things they need to do, some depth, some starting pitching, you know, left hand, whatever, new coach. But I, I'm talking more like off the field stuff when I say clean house, like brand new. Hey, they do that yeah. though. Do you really trust uh, Reinsdorf or Kenny Williams or whoever's make, to make the right hires there though? No, that's, uh, I mean, that makes me nervous too. Cause then what happens if we get like eight Tony LaRussa's running the show now? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. all right, dude, they're going to be holding the front office meetings at four o'clock dinner at Denny's. It's like, what yeah. the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, this is, I mean, uh, man, and I might be in the minority man. here. I do not think Rick Hahn is a bad general manager. I think he's made some bad moves this season, but overall, like I do not mind having him at the helm it's you know there's been some mistakes for sure and he deserves a month ago i'm with you i trade that that trade deadline just i broke i'll never forget it i'll never forget that trade how do you i just don't i'm with you there now john morosi brought up an interesting point i'm interested to hear your thoughts on it he he was saying that it's almost a good thing they didn't make any moves just because they recognized the roster wasn't there so why trade from the already depleted farm system if you have you really don't think this is going to be their year anyway just to get a rental and maybe win the division by like five games instead of one and a half. I mean, I guess. Not my thing. I agree with it. And I actually, I, if I would have been fine if Rick Hahn came out and said that, like, look, we didn't think we had like the firepower anyway. And the, you know, so that's why we didn't. And yeah. it was where he comes out and it's like, oh, you know, we're just as frustrated as everyone else. And, you know, the usual word sale that he gives. Like, that's, that's tough. That's tough, though. You, you can't say that as a GM. Yeah. You can't be yeah. like, yeah, no, we don't think you guys are good enough. <laughs> right. And, well, right, yeah, yeah, that is true, but but I also think maybe maybe he says it after the season. I could see him being like a reason we weren't so aggressive is we saw where we were at, we knew our right. faults within the roster. I could see that him saying that after the season, or if he came out and just been like, "Well, we thought, we, yeah, yeah, I kind of like what I was saying with Tim Anderson. Like, there's a lot of shit we just don't know, and yeah. we don't know with Rick, like we honestly don't know what he has the green light to go and do. And like, for all we know at the trade deadline, he could have been banging on Jerry's door all fucking day. Like, let me do like, and Jerry was just like, whatever, dude, I'm sleeping. Like, fuck off. You know? And like, who's Otani? Never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, Rick is not without his flaws. Like, I I, I wouldn't be mad if he left. We'll put it that way. I, I wouldn't be yes, sad sir. to see him go. Yeah, positive. You know, the bullpen has been really good as of late with everyone getting back and healthy. All the pitching. So, he, good for so he doesn't have to sign any more relievers. Yeah, he's going to be. Maybe, you know what's going to happen? They're going to make the playoffs. And then, like, uh, I don't know who's like Josh Harrison's going to get like a big home run and they're going to give him a six year deal. That's apparently what they do now. That's right. Like, yeah, he's yeah. going to get the Larry Garcia deal. Yeah. If you hit one, Larry. if you have one good game in the playoffs, you get a, a three year. Hey, Leary put in his time. I I did not mind that signing if they used him properly, which they don't. That's more on Tony Larusa. Leary gets too much flack. It's not on Leary. It it really is not. It's it's not. It's not on him. He for Cubs fans listening, this is like reminding me like the Nafi Perez, Dusty Baker era for the Cubs. (laughs) Nafi Perez was like thirty eight, just well. Yeah, I think he used to play for the Giants, so he knew Dusty Baker before. And it's just like the Cubs had, like, I mean, they were they weren't like great young prospects, but they had a couple young guys. And like Dusty's like, nope, this guy's getting six hundred plate appearances. They are eating a Jerry Garcia hot dog on this broadcast right now. That looks amazing. Chorizo dog, chorizo dog, tie dye mustard, fried ketchup, jalapeno pickled gummy bear relish. 
nuts and those gummy bears. I want to eat all of that. That sounds that sounds that sounds great. The uh like things that are like you know candy and then salty, that yeah. it just works. Oh yeah, definitely works. The chocolate covered yeah. pretzels, delicious. Yes, like I'm not really a big pretzels guy. Like the regular, just like salty pretzels, but like you put the chocolate, the dipped in chocolate. I'll knock. I'll finish a bag of those. Yeah. Oh, dude, Jason's just going to town on him. He's loving it. <laughs> Steve Stone <laughs> gave his to Jason. He is just gobbling it right now. He's got like he looks like a chipmunk right now with his cheeks full of food trying to talk. Good for him, yeah. man. Or the third time today. <laughs> yeah, gotta do something. Meanwhile, Abreu does what Abreu does, base it. Now Mancata's up. Yeah, I don't know what this team dude. Sox still losing one zero. A one nothing lead right now feels like fifty to one. Dude, that's the thing like, though. It's against the fucking Royals, man. Against the lefty too. Yep. That's a big stretch of games for them because once the schedule gets tougher, like I think playing this 500 ball against these mediocre teams, then you got the Astros come to town, and then you got the Padres and the Twins late in the year. Like they need to build some sort of cushion. Like not only get the lead in the division, build some sort of cushion with these games. They're kind of like. But that's the weird thing. The if you look at the season as a whole, they played their best series against good teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like, not thinking I, on that though. Well, no, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, if I was thinking about that today, like, their record against the AL East is good. Yeah, no, you're not like, wrong. I mean, that kind of gives you some. Jesus Christ, Joe! I'm like, how are you betting 195? Um, <laughs> hey, there's a walk. Ooh, here we go, rally. Rally. That's what we need from you on more walks. That's what he did good last year. He took that a was a good walk. walk too, because a lot of those pitches were close. So yeah. that's a good walk from him. But man, you really have to sweep the Tigers because after that, it's Houston, Cleveland, Baltimore. Yeah. The Cleveland series is going to be massive. Cleveland yeah. series is playoffs. That's playoffs. The Cleveland series should be a playoff atmosphere. And then you start September, Minnesota, Seattle, Oakland on the road. Which they never play well in Oakland, ever. And then just uh, the, yeah, I think you mentioned it uh, early in the podcast, uh, Mitch. How they end with Minnesota. The last three series are three against Minnesota, three against the Padres, which is three against Minnesota. I hate that the Padres are sprinkled in there. Just, dude, the, the worst possible yeah. timing. I hate it. I hate the travel. I hate the yeah, timing. You have to go there. I hate yeah. all of it. I hate all of it. And I know, like Sox Machine and 108, they got like a whole big field trip going out to San Diego. It's probably gonna be a bomb ass trip. That's awesome. But like, I just hate the timing of that. 100 yeah. hate the timing of that the only silver lining is that's when the weather's supposedly supposed to get cold who knows the global warming maybe an extra extra yeah, month summer then, but san diego yeah. you know these white Sox, they hit poorly in the cold going to california might be you know just with yeah, the top yeah. order. but the padres are good yeah and they got really yeah. good at the break or at the deadline. And i think at that time I don't know if they have enough pitching though like i quite yeah. i like the roster's really good. I don't know if they have the pitching to make a serious run, yeah. especially Bay, stack the NL. Yeah. World Series Blake Snell is not coming through that. I that still door like. Uh, zone. I still like you know Musgrove and Darvish as a one-two is solid. Yeah, and then Musgrove's you have Manaya, who you know has the goods. He just needs to kind of find it. Yeah. Blake Snell is. I mean, that's just that dude's just. Yeah, he's on the back nine. Is Clevenger like starting for that? What's he doing? They were trying yeah. to trade him, I think. Yeah. There they were. Oh, seriously, Yasmani Grandel doesn't even swing anymore. He like goes up there and just like hopes to get walked. Like he's just fit. He's, he's down on the count one and two right now. 
He just literally the bat has not left his shoulder once. The other, uh, I think so. Steve Stone brought it up on the score, I think, and he and like I kind of, I mean, I'm a big um, base percentage guy. You know, taking walks is good, but I think he made a really good point on how there's a difference between Yasmani Grandal walking and like a guy with like at least average speed walking because with even if Yasmani Grandal gets with, on base with someone that has above a zero yeah. in the show for speed <laughs> like you're going to need he, like two hits to well, score I'll him. say it cuz Fids always says it he's a base clogger yeah he's a clogger like if you know he's bad in seventh right now if one of these kids like let's say Sosa comes up behind him who can run and he puts one in the gap what would have been be a third, you know, yeah second and third yeah it's it, so that's a base so, clogger so that's another thing where, like, the Grandal, like, the, one of the reasons that you like him as a hitter is, like, oh, yeah, he has a high on base percentage because yeah. he walks a lot. But, but like, his, man, those walks a, are that's hurting a great the point. team. No, that's a great point. They're yeah, significant but I'd rather have him clogging up the base pass than the bench. So I'll take that over a strikeout. Oh, my God, he's swung like. the bat. And uh, he got a base hit. There you go. And a there you go, Yasmani. Oh, good thing. Good hold, McEwa. Good hold, McEwa. Good hold. Super Joe's been better at that. I actually think he's being a little too. too there's times there he's almost too conservative now. I think White Sox. He definitely, he definitely he got a talking to. Oh yeah. <laughs> he definitely got. It. Did you see that? It, oh, what was it? It was the Blue Jays Twins game. There was like all kinds of shit happening. Like it was chaos. Uh, rock and whatnot. It's like, but it. In the midst of all the chaos, it was like one of the worst sense I've ever seen in my life. The dude was out by like 20 steps. The catcher was like, it was like uh, in uh, what's those old the movies with the major Indians. league, major like major league when the guy's like, like, come here, yeah, yeah, like come on, dude. Like it was so bad, dude. I always uh, laugh out loud when, on, they, when you get you get the camera view of like the like the diamond and it's yeah. a throw coming in and you just see the catcher with the ball and like you don't even see the runner in frame. Yep. It's like, why was he? Why was he coming? Around? So this was actually really big news in the world of baseball. As Degrom basically told the Mets, he's opting out. Cubs are going to get him. He's opting out. Some think he just wants a new contract because he's without a the doubt, Mets the are paying player. everyone too. I would yeah, not be surprised if he just gets a new contract there. But the team Cohen... that I've been told to watch by multiple people that I trust with this kind of stuff the is the the Braves. Oh my God, that would. Is the Braves? I heard the Braves are going to back up the Brinks truck. Dude, the NL East just like all oh, their star pitchers just going in interdivision. But I mean, for the Mets who are playing amazing baseball this season and have the best closer in baseball, which his song is just unbelievably awesome. That's, I saw his entrance the other day. That's yeah. sick, dude. But to see them lose the best pitcher that we've seen in years. To a division rival, division like their division rival. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. That's Clutch why you should Gavin sign Sheets. with the Cubs. Clutch Gavin Good Sheets. Gavin. Clutch Gavin Sheets. Two run See? base hit. See, you I guys also, yeah, Gavin Sheets is a guy too. He's been kind of since he's he got been, called back up. He's been, he, he's been solid. He's, he's been, been very clutch. solid. He's not been good. He's been clutch though. He hits big hits in clutch situations. Yeah. But he just hit a fucking absolute heat seeker right at the second baseman. The second baseman might be dead. <laughs> oh, bad hop. Ate him up. He fell down. Oh, my God. Looking like Nick Magical out there. Oh, hey, oh Nicky Maggs yeah. is... Uh, Poor Nicky two strikes. He's pretty I, uh, good defensively. This I, you see them giving out the life-size Nick Magical bobbleheads at Wrigley? <laughs> he didn't even play. Yeah, he was nice, though. He took pictures with people and shit. He's a good dude, but that looks like... I just had flashbacks of... Playoff Nick Magical 
at that play. Uh, speaking, of, yeah. speaking of Nick Madrigal, he was almost thrown out at second base today on a base hit down the right field line. He, he tried. But he didn't. He was it. safe. He was safe. Yeah, he got them little legs. Yeah, but he's Nick Madrigal coming a little around. Bit, though. I want him to do well. So I, I really want him. Also, yeah, so I, gotta, I gotta ask you, bud. Are you at all pumped for this Field of Dreams game? No. Uh, talked with uh, one of my best friends, Cubs fan. He's like, uh, yeah, What? why are they doing this still? Yeah. Well, you got to imagine. <laughs> well, it's fun year. after this season. The Cubs ruined it for yeah, everyone. The Cubs, the Cubs and so Reds killed that... the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. You're welcome, last, everyone. Last year, they had two first-place teams, like, Going into the playoffs, that it like all star rosters, like the White Sox were riding high, Yankees are stacked. It was a fucking home run derby. You get the epic Tim Anderson walk off with some of the most fantastic, like video and camera work I've ever seen in my life with him coming to third with his team cheering at home plate with the fireworks going yeah. off and all that shit. Like, that's arguably one it's of the movie. It's one of my favorite pitchers of like all time in baseball. It's I absolutely adore that pitcher. And now you get two last place teams that no one drew smiley. Uh, everyone's, you know, favorite left-handed Cubs pitchers on, uh, he's going to be starting for the Cubs against, I think it's one of the younger uh, starters for the You're Reds. You're going to buy the Cubs hat? No, uh, I, I, the Cubs, I do like the Cubs hat. The Cubs both uniforms pretty are pretty sharp. The problem is they both look the same because they have like yeah. identical yeah, it's C's. Cream, on it's, the cream, <laughs> it's cream yeah. versus white. Yeah, with the C on the they, and they both have the C. The like they all. They, oh they my god! What happens though? How are you that slow? Give us the play-by-play play, though. Come on, Sosa, the kid hits a pretty solid pop out, not deep, but enough where someone with like marginal speed could tag up and score. But you Let's got Grandal on third base. And he, oh, yeah, that's definitely tagged, taggable. He tagged him, went like halfway, and was like, oh, fuck, and stopped. That is, hey, that's smart base running. He knows he can't. The, score the, on the that. right fielder made a horrible put. Dozer caught it like falling backwards. Oh, my God. It was a somewhat decent throw to home, but like you, everyone else on the White Sox roster scores on that play. Put it that way. I mean, I don't think I'm again, wrong. Zoe, what's his speed on MLB the show? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Even his juice cards from like his flashback cards are like five. Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like no, the no. but I I was a little disappointed when I saw cream versus white. Like it's like bro, yeah, like you could have had like the Reds in like a red uniform or the Cubs in that awesome baby black. Damn straight, Jack Herb Lawrence would have scored on that sack fly. <laughs> um, yeah, if he could still truck the catcher. Oh, yeah, God, I, mean, I don't know. He he would score with his heart. Heart yeah. Um, oh, you know, shit. I've always been, uh, for the most part, the Cubs uniforms, when I, when I was, they try to do some stuff, uh, I always feel like it's hit or miss. I, I've always said they have, you know, they have the main, obviously the blue, the Cubby that, blue. Yeah, They don't favorite, use red enough. No, my favorite Cubs uniform cool are the Carolina blue ones with the dark blue pinstripes that say Chicago across the chest. Those yeah. are Hands down, the best Cubs uniform, in my opinion. I like those. I like the like the Sandberg era V necks. I love those. Are, I like um, yeah. I like the V neck. The when it was a solid like color, and it just had the Cubs uh, logo yeah. on like the, the, the yeah. yeah, that was that's a good one. I love like that. that yep. One. I, I mean, but I guess this was with a 
this is what they wore back in like in the 19 they're sharp i don't mind it like for, for as far as cubs uniforms go they're, they're pretty sharp google, uniforms they just look google the, same. the history of the cincinnati red uniforms they had better options man oh yeah. they had better options for the reds i just it's again i don't like it when teams play each other and it's two colored uniforms versus like red versus green or something like that. Like it looks like Christmas. It's weird, but there should be a dark color Jersey and a a light. This is, it's literally, it's a white Jersey versus a cream Jersey. I've always hated the Cincinnati C just reminds me of the bears. Yeah. Oh, you're ripping off the bears. Um, That's that's true. That's true. But you know, it's brutal. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I get there. There's like some backstory, right? That has to do with the Cubs and reds. Why they picked them. Uh, they announced it right after the like once the 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 like, hype does it have versus to do with, the, like, the history of anything. Well, the Reds were in the World Series. I'm right? sure it the, does. Yeah. The but I mean, you had like, the White Sox and the Yankees. There's I could pick like 20 better games than the Reds and the Cubs. And like that's the thing. Like it was pretty obvious. I mean, that game was in August. It was after the trade deadline. The give Cubs like traded a away Mets, their star give me a play. Mets Brave game. Yes, like no anything, like yeah, no. I'm a you know I'm I mean? a Cubs fan. Love or to if see you want to go coast to coast, do like Mets Padres. That'd be a well. I think they game. wanted for like the Midwest field of dreams since they couldn't do yeah. White Sox Yankees again. I don't know why, but like they wanted like an old old school matchup. Old like, so man. of course they're gonna have a Chicago team because it's in Big Iowa, Mark. and yeah, and the Cubs have a huge fan base in Iowa. Do you like I Cubs uh, Cardinals? Let's have the Cardinals. Cubs Cardinals would have made more sense. I was very surprised it wasn't Cubs Cardinals. Very surprised. I mean, that's Ooh, a look huge at Josh Harrison. Big huge rivalry, and hey, Yaz apparently could score on a base hit to left. Good job, buddy. It only took you ten seconds. Hey, to get uh, socks home. are back. We Ooh, set the Harris, shirts off. The, see, we look just got the socks in the pants. Look at Josh Harris. Josh Harris is revving the engine. He's getting the boys fired up, I'm just like we were talking about earlier. Here he's playing with some swagger. I, I, his last fifteen Wait, games, dude, he's batting. Oh yeah, so why do you hate swagger? Oh God, it just sounds like. I just oh I don't know it's one of those words that it's like nails on a chalkboard. To what me. about swag? It's just so. What would you prefer then? Mojo. He's he playing. He looks cool. He looks Mojo. 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 Oh. I like Mojo. I hate. Mo- I think I like swagger better than I Mojo. Like swagger. Swagger just feels like the thing like your seventy-year-old gym coach says when he's like, "Hello, my fellow kids." Like it's like. I and Mojo know, doesn't. No, Mojo works. <laughs> Mojo works. Mojo works. Uh, I don't someone think so. someone had the idea of previous World Series matchups. That'd be great. That'd be cool. I'd be down with that. Well, yeah. Don't the Cubs play the Yankees this year? Like, well, why don't they just make Cubs Yankees? Or no? Well, yeah, they did play, and the Cubs got destroyed <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. So, what? Yep. Just do that. Yeah. In the corner. There you go, Zay. That's the Yankees score twenty-seven runs. He's moist. <laughs> He's moist. I don't mind that word. I know that word. That's a good. That's, that's gross. That's gross. That that yeah. So I think that I, that word bad. doesn't do it. I honestly just, don't get when people say like, "Ooh, that word gives me." I don't get that feeling at all. I just, I never. I normally don't, but it's just lately, like especially when TA went down, it's like I think it's like seeing like eighty-year-old White Sox beat reporters, like Bruce Levine, be like, "Whoa, the White Sox lost their swagger with TA going down." It's like Jesus Christ. Like so I this, can blame this, this on Bruce then. Bruce Levine. We're gonna have to mix up some more swaggers. This the word is just getting freak out to uh, death. But Give the heebie-jeebies. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He's the bee's knees. Um, they could have done better. Jeepers creepers. I, I mean, the layup here, the layup to me is Cubs Cardinals. I don't know. I mean, that's a huge. And you're in Iowa. You can get the people from Missouri come right up. I mean, yeah. Cincinnati's on the whole other side. 
of the you know what I mean? Like logistically, you would think it's a bigger rivalry. Cardinals, they could have done the oh, they could have done those Carolina Blue Cardinals jersey. Oh, those are tall. Yeah. Those are sharp out of the pot. Yeah, I like yeah. those. If you guys haven't noticed, if a team has a Carolina blue, anything, jersey, anything, I, baby I, blue, yeah, Carolina yeah, blue, yeah. yeah. Um, I get that they wanted to go American League one year, National League the next year. I understand that. I get why it had to be the Cubs. I mean, that's just money. That's a money decision, but it should have been the Cardinals. It shouldn't. Have, and the Reds were bad last year. Like, yeah, this isn't like a surprise. <laughs> like, they Holy shit. That last year, like, I don't think any, like you could tell it wasn't going to be good. No, like, literally everyone, everyone said like. Good. Everyone said this is a terrible matchup. The only right. good thing that's coming out of this game is MLB The Show puts out new content for the World okay. Field of Dreams game. So Maybe get a Nico. No, I'm getting that O'Neill Cruz 99. Oh, man. That guy yeah, is that just is sick, freak. dude. He is just a I don't think he's dude. hitting as good as people thought, though. No, he's, con- he's not a very good contact hitter. It's, a lot he's of, a three-outcome uh, guy right now. Not living up uh, – mo- or. Uh, Really fell victim to the hype train on that one. I'm saying though, with a guy that is that talented, though, you give him a full off season with the big club, and like, there's, yeah, no, I think he's gonna be an absolute. Like best case scenario, if you're a Pirates fan, is that Anil Cruz is great, and then the Pirates trade him in four years, which will definitely happen to the White Sox. Because they literally, uh, (laughs) I mean, what is he? He's like six seven. Like six he, seven, just he like runs, he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Built out he, of marble. He throws huh. ninety-eight mile an hour darts from the shortstop position. Like you just gotta teach that. You get that boy living in a batting cage all summer or all he winter. just slings it too. Cause like yeah. you can tell with some fielders, like they try to get like when they try this to show off the very, arm. This is the comparison. Like physically, yes, he's Aaron Judge if he played shortstop. Yeah, basically. Yeah. By the way, do and, you guys think Aaron Judge yes. gets to what sixty-three? It's going to be tough. I think he gets there. And I also think that it's going to be awesome because baseball purists and like people that have like a brand new home run are going to go like toe to toe and it's going to be amazing. The real record's not 73. That's tarnished. No, he still hit the ball over the wall 73 times in one season. That counts. So Barry Bonds in his last year was like, I think, 40. He still hit like 26 home runs, I think. Barry Bonds' numbers are unbelievable. Like if you Barry Bonds' number, the the fact that the man sold over five hundred bases, like it's just people don't even talk about that. When you think of Barry Bonds, all you think is like, oh, he hits bombs. But yeah, oh, he would have been a Hall of Famer before the steroids too. Yes. And even he, with the steroids, it's still an impressive feat just because steroids aren't making you hit a ninety mile an hour fast. Get all that while he's getting attention. The man got intentionally walked with the bases loaded. Yeah. I mean, he got intentionally walked so much. He stole bases over 500 bases. So he had absolute fucking cannon on his fucking arm from the outfield. He was a good fielder. Like, it sucks. He needs to sign his likeage rights to MLB the show so they can just make a fucking <laughs> the highest card you can get is a 99. They need to make 150 Barry Bonds because just John Dow comes back. By the yeah, way, Bonds speaking... was a 40 40 guy, dude. You know, a Bonds, 40/40 was, uh, guy. Bonds was amazing. Uh, speaking of outfielders and, uh, you know, Sox, maybe going to. Maybe sign someone in the off season. Mm-hmm. If you guys want another, you know, left-handed bat, no veteran, veteran no. leadership in the no. clubhouse. No. You guys trying to sign no. Jason Hayward to no. that league minimum? No, it fits right no. in with the White Sox. No, don't have to spend any money. No. Very cheap. No, left-handed bat. No defense. No, that could He's be only, locker room. Do you know how old he? I was surprised. Do you know how old Jason Hayward is? He, his birthday was because uh, you're surprised by it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot low. Thirty-two. 
No, the White Sox don't need to pay forty million dollars for a, a locker room no, no, no. speech that you, never no. even really happened. So you always you always think this about like big free agents that are still getting paid. You can sign them for the league minimum because he's still getting paid. Yeah, by the Cubs. Uh, I wish Fitz was here for this. I'm 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 gonna crush a lot of Cubs fans' hearts right now. Fitz needs to back me up on this. That locker room speech, that's infamous locker room speech, wasn't that great. Fitz has told us it. about this like. Ten times on this show, and Fitz. Right, knows but what people. does that have to do with it? I'm just, just saying, like he's I, he's done great things for the city of Chicago. I will never say a bad thing about Jason Hayward as a man. Jason Hayward never Dallas Keuchel'd anyone. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Well, I that's mean, a pretty like low yeah, bar. That's a that's super there. low bar. He never but, built and Bradley to anyone. Now another low bar. Does he believe dinosaurs are real? No, that was Carl Everett. Uh, anyways. I would never say a bad thing for him as a man. He's done a ton of shit for the city of Chicago. He. Is just he's just he's a working back from injuries. Give him a second just, chance. He's just not good at baseball anymore. He's give him a second. He's just not good. The the White Sox do not need that. He all. needs a change of scenery. He needs it's, to like the other play, side of other side of the city. He needs to go play in Oakland. <laughs> Jason, it's unbelievable. Jason Hayward from ages twenty to twenty six. Do what he was. It wasn't. It wasn't spectacular, but it was a one eighteen uh, WRC plus. When he are you talking about when he was on the Braves? Braves and Cardinals. Yeah, when he was on the Braves, he was. I remember when he was a rookie. The Cubs just, signed yeah. him as a 26 year old free agent, basically the same age that the Padres signed, like Machado, I think. Yep. And it was the same thinking: you're getting a guy who's about to, you know, go go into his uh, go into his prime. You're hoping that the power is going to go up a little, and then he just became a bad baseball player mm-hmm. in his prime. <laughs> Unbelievable. I wish they would have parted ways. I understand Cubs fans are salty because he, he was bad. And I get why you're salty about But, like, as just a Chicagoan, I know what he's done for this city. Like, you know, mm. opening up grocery stores and food deserts, like donating tons of money, like all that stuff. I just wish the Cubs would have kind of waited to the end of the year and been like, hey, you know, we're going to go our separate ways. I don't like the way it went down with, like, oh, he's hurt. By the way, just stay hurt because you're not coming back. Like, it's just like. I don't know. It, it was just – I could see him playing for, like, the Diamondbacks Another classy Cubs or, goodbye. Or, like, the A's for a year or something. It was just – I don't know. I wish they didn't kind of – I wish they would have did a little – I disagree. More. They're literally giving Jason Hayward a full uh, – like, he's still going to be around the team. He, oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought they He's like, still going to be around them. the team. The way he, I read it was they were just like, bye, go away. No, no, that's. I think that's what a lot of – I think Kevin, too, like misinterpreted. With the, the, he's okay. sticking no, with I'm, the team in, until I... the end of the season, and okay. then they're going to release him so he can have the offseason to find – And they announced home. it the day before his birthday. That was the only thing, though. It was like the day before his <laughs> They tweeted out happy birthday to him the next They did. Day. It's like, oh, <laughs> God. That I think that was the misstep. It's like you could what's the worst this season? The Cubs play on the field or their social media team because he had that Yankees dust up earlier in the year. Yeah, Yeah, this stuff too. That's the thing. I mean, they say happy birthday to like, or they like shout out all their guys. So, like, they didn't know that Jed Hoyer was gonna be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Jason Hayward, great leader, where he's not gonna be on the team next year. Two (laughs) things one, Bobby Wood Jr. is ridiculously fast, he just beat out a ground ball at the third. That boy is the The anti opposite of yes, my (laughs) gun. Two, I mean, realistically, what do you think is next for him? Do you think he plays on, like, the A's or the Diamondbacks or, like, the Marlins or something like that? Or I feel like he has a career in coaching or, like, 
I mean, does he get I, the broadcast booth or whatever? Oh, uh, see, here's Cueto in the sixth inning giving the lead back, and it's like he's about to score here. Witt just scored, and now the Perez hit a double. We're on second, no outs. Go get him now, Tony. Go get him. Anyone now. warming up? That's the first question because for, can't, for some know. reason. The White Sox always leave a guy, or they just don't have anyone warming up. It's when been, guys it's been the story all season. Part. It's been the story all season. One inning too long for I, and Tony, who's this mastermind with the bullpen, one inning too long with everyone. And that's the thing. I know Kevin's brought it up in our. I chat don't think there's like there's, how, there's literally no one up in the Sox pen. I'm watching. Like, I mean, Jesus. I know Christ. Kevin's brought it up how like that's like the pitching coach's responsibility. Well, Katz is on the phone now. They're getting someone up now. All right. All right. All right, there you go. But no, like but at I don't the same want him, time, I don't want to pitch into this guy. I, this kid's been hot the whole. <laughs> I can't pronounce this kid's last name, but he's been hot this whole series. You should not be pitching to this guy. Oh, p- p- Pisquanto. Yeah, or something? Pisa, 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 he's a big boy. Dirty P. Dirty P. Big boy. Uh, horrible, horrible goatee. Totally looks like a Vinny. But oh, but at yeah. the same time, Tony Larusa has all these years of experience. Shouldn't he know when to start warming? Yeah, guys can up? he look at cats and be like, bro, make the call? Right. Like why is so like it, I don't I don't buy that excuse of like it only falls on one guy. But back to Jay Hay, I guess, because the White Sox are gonna inevitably just blow this. You know, I, right I mean Kevin said it uh when, right when the day happened. Like, dude, just like go away. Like you've made a lot of money, you've won your world series. I feel like he's the he type of guy though that it. can't uh, he won't leave baseball. I feel Joel makes a great in the comments here, he'd be a great manager or broadcast. He'd be a great broadcaster on ESPN. He, I could get him on the him Apple TV broadcast. TV. That broadcast yeah. is brutal. Yes, I agree there, but I could also see him becoming an analyst for TBS because he's an Atlanta guy. He loves Atlanta. TBS mm-hmm. headquarters in Atlanta. Like I could see Playoff that whole coverage, yeah. Turner. Like get him. Like when AJ made his debut in the booth, it was during for TBS during the playoffs, and that's when he did all right. But oh, Quato got Vinny out, but now he's still in. Still pitching, run around second. Well, it takes more than a minute to warm up a pitcher, so it shouldn't. Well, man, then <laughs> there's, there's an error. Selvi Perez, thank God you're fat. Who he made stops the error? The third. Who made that throw? Mancata. Oh. In Tony's defense here, the guy got on by a soft hit ground ball. That was the first guy on, and then one pitch later was the double. So, like after the That's first true. one, like I'm not getting, I'm not yanking this, him after. This didn't happen. It happened, it happened fast. It did, I just maybe he doesn't even come out for the six, oh, Mitch. That's what I'm talking about. He did this yesterday too with uh, Big Sexy. But you just had the he, double header yesterday. Your yeah, bullpen you already in. Like, you you're trying yeah. to get innings out of all. I guess. I mean, they didn't really tax the bullpen too much yesterday, though. Did they? That's. I mean, that's fair. Davis Martin, I think, went how many five? Davis Martin five. pitched good. Davis yeah, Martin, I, I like Davis Martin. I feel bad for him. He keeps bouncing up and down. Uh, my uh, my cousin Jake Dykeman's on warming up. Uh, oh, yeah, he's been doing good. I think Davis Martin has a legit he's been, shot has of been making, good. Yeah, I like. I think him. He, he has a legit shot of making the big league club next year. I think uh, so. Too. Long he's reliever, perfect role for him. Yeah, long reliever could do a spot start. Spots, you got to remember, yeah. Raylo's coming back too. Hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later. I think he, he is back. back. He yesterday, didn't he? Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Back. He was. I, I, knew, yeah. I thought it was today or tomorrow, but he I, was electric. He, I mean, man. Again, we talked about it before. We before he went on on the injured list, but that guy. He's now, been the unsung hero of this bullpen for yes. sure. That dude just throws an easy one hundred. Yep, 
That's what we thought he was going to be. And then he got the LASIK, and he can actually see the catcher But, like, that's the thing, though. At this point, he's only proven to do it out of the bullpen. So. Well, I he had the one really good year as a starter. He was our best starter in 2018. A, I'm on a delay, Mitch, but you, I have a feeling Cueto's going to get another one of his double plays right here. Swing he, and a miss. He loves, oh, getting, yeah. he, loves, he loves getting guys on first and third and then just getting a double play. Uh, double play would be nice here. This is going to decide the game. They get a oh, double yeah. play here, they're winning this game. Yeah, because they can't score runs. So four runs is a lot to ask for this offense. Yes. By the it's way, the Sox do win tonight. Such a, that's such a sad thing to say. If totally the Sox true. do win tonight, I mean, the Twins still have a couple more games with the Dodgers. I think by the end of the week, boys, you might be in first place. What are the Twins doing right now? It's they barely started. They're in the top of the first against the Dodgers. And they're not losing yet. Panic. Zero zero. Oh, they're in LA. Guardians are winning. Dodgers, rest in peace, Ben Scully, baseball legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think of the voice of base, so we got the Guardians are up three to two. It's They got Class A on the mound. It's the bottom of the ninth, two outs, runner on second, and the rookie Green is up to bat for the Tigers. So the Guardians are probably going to win. Funny Vin Scully story. Uh, when I was in um, California for my last semester of school, I took a tour of Dodger Stadium, and they're taking you around the press box, whatever. And it's called like the Vin Scully press box. And for a while, they told him like, "Hey, we want to name this like broadcast boost after after you." Like while he's still announcing, he's like, "No, no, I don't want to do it." He wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't let him. And they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, I don't want people to think like I'm a homer rooting for the Dodgers." And like Vin, you're like you've been announcing for us like over 50 years. Everyone knows you're rooting for the Dodgers. And then he finally <laughs> caved. And- that was the Vince Scully broadcast. Um, the Guardians just won, and Cueto just struck that guy out. But I'm actually super jealous that you got to take that tour. Cause oh, it's that's cool. Awesome. That's a cool yeah, – that is an so, underrated stadium. Awesome. Yeah. It's just a pain in the balls to get to. And yeah. yeah. It, honestly, like, the night game was awful getting out of there. Uh, day game wasn't too bad going to the like park. Going. Uh, my experience was a night game, and I just wanted to. Yeah, like, it's a, it takes a while to get out of there. Like it's yeah. banging my head off the dashboard. <laughs> yeah. time to leave. I was like, this is brutal. Uh, come on, whoa! The YouTube live just like jumped frames. That was weird. Hell yeah! But yeah, um, after Guys, this, I have a question. Yes. Uh, Ken Rosenthal is... on his uh, MLB podcast this week on The Athletic said very confidently, <laughs> or not very confident, he just said it. Uh, his own speculation, he didn't say this is, obviously he can't really guarantee anything right now. But what? he says, and this is the second time I've heard it from a national reporter, that the Cubs this offseason will get one of the top free agent shortstops. Now, I don't want to get crazy again because I was Give me the top in. five. I, don't, I huh? can't pull it up. Give me the top five free agent shorts. Well, it's a, it would be Rhea, Bogarts, Turner. And uh, Dansby Swanson, who's having an unbelievable year with the Braves. Those are the top one four. One more. Guys. Give me another one. I don't know who the fifth guy is. I could is. tell you out of that's, those that's four. That's going to be the fifth guy, the guy we don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you out of those four which one I think ends up with the Cubs. I think Carlos Correa is going to sign with the Cubs, guys. I don't think so. I don't think it's Correa. I think what? Trey Turner. I think it's Trey Turner. Trey, Trey Turner is going to get the qualifying offer. I don't think the Cubs are going to do that. They don't want to give up the draft pick. Carlos Correa is the only one of those guys who's not going to get a qualifying offer because you can't get it two years in a row. I still don't think that he's going to because I, I, I don't I, think he's going. He already turned. He basically turned the Cubs down once, and I don't think they're going to be. 
He just said he just want to go to a rebuilding team, and the Cubs in one offseason are not going to – I don't think they're going to change My five. order for the Cubs on that is Trey Turner one, uh, Dansby Swanson two, Bogarts three, Correa four. Completely. Right. Dansby Swanson ah, looks like a Chicago Cub. I would Dansby love Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson is like. But you got to remember though, the Braves GM has been doing a masterclass of great contracts. He's got. Well, I mean, boys. he robbed. Uh, uh, he robbed. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ozzy Al- uh, Albies. Albies. Yes, he got him. Oh no! Get get there. Get, oh fuck! And there goes that lead. Yikes! <sighs> Son of a bitch! Should have pulled him. I thought he could get out of it. Honestly, I I thought he was going to get out of that there. You know who's um, really sucked after the trade deadline? Uh, ben Intendi. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? He probably got vaccinated too. It's what Didi was yeah. saying. That's, now, yeah. now Didi was right. <laughs> our our video is going to get flagged by YouTube like uh, um, spreading misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? It's tough to play. In New York's not for everyone, man. Playing nope. in New York, playing for the New York Yankees is not for everyone. The Yankees has Joey Gallo done anything with the Dodgers? I don't think so, but they win, and the Yankees can't win what? now. That's right. It's, a, it's, it's a Gallo the new, curse. Gallo it's curse. a new Bambino curse. It's the Gallo curse. That would be hilarious. The curse. Oh, now that oh, Katz is going out. Ooh, Cueto is not happy about it either. Dude, he was like about to make a pitch. Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> he, I think he was trying to speed Paul it so he could yeah, come I was out. Yeah, like, no, you you can't come out here. I'm but it's Katz, so it's not guy. a change. He's just gonna sit there and be like, "Now, see, this makes no sense. You're gonna throw no. him out of his rhythm, or or not either pull him or I don't. Know. This is stupid. I mean, Dyke. Deakman's got to be warm by now. Oh, yeah. Then now yeah, it's been a long. The lead's gone. Let me with the dance. <laughs> this is kind of funny. So they're in the, the mound huddle. Like, Moncada's right up there. Harrison's in the middle. Braves right there. And then there's, like, Sosa looking like the little, like, someone's little brother, like, standing off to the side. Like, I'm not going to say a goddamn word, but I'm supposed to be standing here. So I'm going to stand right here. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, this is how I amuse myself now during Sox games is I make up weird scenarios in my head. <laughs> yeah. these, that's the other thing about these Sox games. They're so boring, dude. They're so boring. So boring. I didn't want to say because I was going to maybe come off as salty or bitter, but yeah, I'll no, say they it. Are. It, it. They're so boring. It's been a slog. I ain't going to lie. I Again, fall, man, it goes back. Like just can't it's like a lot of times I just like fall asleep on the couch and it's like the sixth inning and then I wake up and Ozzy's complaining in the post-game show. It's like, what the hell yeah, happened? No, that's... Their, their yeah. offense is just so brutal, man. Yeah. It's, you don't even... There's not even that anticipation. So when you're usually watching a baseball game, like when someone comes up to bat, there's like a hundred different things that could happen. And so that's one of the beauty things of baseball. I know people are like, oh, it's like a three-hour game for 14 minutes of actual action. Well, you know well, what it's it is. Yeah, it's just like there's... But like when the White Sox are playing right now, it's like there's no anticipation of something cool happening. You know why? Because by the time you think like, oh wait, let me get into this at bat, you know, Yuan Mankata swing the first pitch and it's yeah. a ground out. It's a ground ball. Yeah, <laughs> or like you know, whoever swung at the first. My computer's like, the acting. Although, can you pull up fan graphs? All right, what do we get? I'm very curious to see where the White Sox ground ball rate compares league wide. All right, let me look that. Yeah, because I can't pull it up. Otherwise, it'll boot me off the live stream. My computer's been super awesome lately. Um, when is the Field of Dreams game? Is that tomorrow night? Yeah, it was on. So. A, it was on a Thursday night yeah, last year. Thursday night, yeah. Fox, and then yeah. day off Friday. God, that was such Terrible. a good game last year. Yeah, that really could not have gone any better for the it's MLB, good. the White Sox. Like just like that was 
probably the perfect scenario. But I mean, that's like eating a steak sandwich for dinner and then getting like, I don't know, like moldy sherbet for dessert. Like it just ruins everything. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh, moldy sherbet. It's a good band name. Uh, <laughs> well done, although you're muted or something, dude. Oh, here we go. All right. Do you guys want to take a guess where the White Sox rank for ground ball percentage? I'm going easily top 10. So I'm going to say. Are, you are correct, Mitch. Top 10. Um, We'll go, I think, sixth. Zoe, any guesses? I said third highest. They have the fourth highest ground ball percentage uh, at 45.5%. Uh, Who are Colorado's the two teams? In third most, 45.8 tied with Washington, and then the Chicago Bad. Cubs, the worst Bad. ground ball rate at 46.1. Really? The Cubs, huh? Oh, must well, be yeah, Chicago the Cubs thing. The Cubs early on, like, through April, were, like, on pace to hit, like, 200 double plays. But, <laughs> I, I mean, that's a direct representation of Frank, though. Like, that's his whole... Uh, it was either Jordan or Sean Anderson. Someone tweeted out, like, Frank teams that Frank has been the hitting coach for and like they're where they rank in home runs in the league. And it's always like dead last or last. And then that's, what's funny to me is like, you see all that and people are then like, it's like that meme of that dude shooting that guy. And then being like, what did you do? It's like you hired this guy that is a notorious ground ball hitting coach and you build your team with all power hitters. And then you tell them hit ground balls. This is what happens. And again, like, the top the top three that for the for the worst ground ball rates are three bad teams: the Rockies, the Nationals, and the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. Now, on the flip side, uh, the highest fly ball percentage. So the teams Yankees, that hit the ball in the air the most. Yankees. Uh, here's the top five: the Houston Astros, good, good yeah, team. Good. Los Angeles Dodgers, good. good, good team. Then you have the Giants, average team. Kind We're of good. At number two, point. the New York Yankees. No shit. Pretty good. And then number one, Baltimore. Who like pretty good wild card race? Pretty good. Baltimore's been the, the best. Baltimore one hundred percent has been the best story of baseball this season. Oh, and then for the, sure. the White Sox in terms of fly ball percentage, they're twenty third. They only hit the ball in the air thirty four point nine percent. And they literally built this team around power hitters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, how I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. How is this not like addressed? That has to be a change, right? That, you think that. Like yeah, it, you can't really do it like, now because it's kind of late. It, yeah, and who are they who are they going to bring up? The AAA hitting coach. That's where Frank Manichino came from, and everyone was yep. stoked about that when he got hired. So there's only Literally, so much the hitting coach can within do. an hour of the last out of the season being recorded. He needs to be fired. Like <laughs> yeah. during the post game show of the last game of the season, Ozzy needs to be like, oh, we like just before the final Like Todd's, what was it, Steverson, the guy before? Was he? he I mean, they, whatever, he should have his office cleaned out. He should have bare minimum in his office because he just knows it's coming. And it he just, should get the Jason Hayward announcement. Frank Manichino is yeah. not going to be with the team next year. He'll still be, he'll still remain with the team the rest of the season. I mean, season. throw me like 200K and I'll just sit there and tell these professional hitters to put the ball Uppercut, uppercut. Hit up, swing up, dumbass. Like, guys, stop grinding, just take it easy, yeah. relax. Swing take up, dumbass. Swing up, dumbass. Swing up, dumbass. I do that every day. Give me two hundred. It's a lot of Spanish, though, though. I quit my job players. How? Although, how do you say "swing up, dumbass" in Spanish? Do you know? Oh man, on the spot. Let me see. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'll look it up in the translator app. 
because I'm that's if I can learn. I mean, there's an app for everything now. Ground ball, muy mal. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then I'll just say cayete puto if they try to. Oh, oh that yeah. Jose Reyes is gonna fight you if you Which, say that. Hey, if that gets them going, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> He's gonna pull you off to the side and be like, "Listen, Zo, we don't talk like that. Yeah, here. we don't talk uh, like that. Yeah. I don't want to show you up in front of the rest of the guys, but we have elders. Swing you know, Tony's. Up. We don't want you Dumbass. offending Leary. So I typed in English. I said, how do you say swing up dumbass in English? And then the Spanish translation was swing up dumbass. <laughs> the universal language. There you go. Swing up dumbass. Yeah, it says, all right, let me let's uppercut swing. Let's trade. Let's go with that. I'm like decent at Spanish, but when it comes with like uh, translating Spanish to like sporting stuff or like sports stuff. All right. Not, how not do I say good. this now? Just... Right, do it louder. Do it. Columpio percut. Oh, that's like a, that's they're talking about an actual like a swing set. Columpio is a swing set. <laughs> says, yeah, uppercut swing. Eli's gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about, Coach Zoe? I'm just like, bro, Coach Zoe, so we need to go on a swing set. They're going to be I'll walking around, and there's going to be a bunch yeah. of White Sox players in the swing. So all you have to do is just uh, in spring training show up, put put like a uh, – go on YouTube and swing that uh, – the Dingers video guy. Oh, yeah, the with the, the, the pool thing, the foam pool thing. What do you call those things? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the pool noodle? Noodle, yeah. Get the yeah. pool noodle and the protractor out and be like, this is the angle you need to hit a home run. Just swing at this just angle. Just do that every time you're in batting, batting practice yes. or hitting off the tee. Just do this. Yep. White Sox <laughs> will go like four for – everyone will go one for four every game with one home run. That like a, Yeah, like 600 slugging percentage. Yeah. But yeah. Lead the league in solo shots. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone you just the Angels? Like, what was it, seven home runs and they lost Eight seven solo seven. home if that's not the most angels thing to ever happen, and oh, tiny hit too. Yeah, <laughs> I always, re- I always think back to that tweet that you uh, you pointed out. Although, like, Mike Trout breaks another record. Otani goes four for four with three home runs, and the t- Angels lose eight to six. It's like <laughs> every time, man. That, every that was time, the most angels thing to happen, dude. The most angels things to happen. Can you can you guys think of a team that's had like just two of the best players? And they just haven't won anything. No, 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 no. I hope for the sake of Otani and Trout that they take a good hard look at themselves this offseason and just say it's over. Let's start again. Well, like, I mean, I think if they're going to trade Otani, yeah, I think, I think that's are. a real possibility. The fact Trout, that he came out, in. the fact that they came out and said like we're going to trade Otani at the next trade deadline, you don't show your cards. <laughs> yeah, poker. Like they're basically saying like just we're doing this anyway. Someone give us a shit offer, and whoever is the best shit offer will take it. The Cubs are this, I hope they do. I just hope he gets out of there. I mean, Nick Magical gave the pitch to uh, the right fielder. Say Suzuki. Suzuki. Maybe you get Nicky Magical out to Cali, have him do a little talk with Otani in there. The Japanese whisper. Yeah, That's why the Cubs shit. got Nick Magical. Yeah, so at least you're getting something out of him. What's Craig Campbell? Yeah, yeah. Who's he recruiting for? Yeah. Can Otani no, but- play shortstop too? No, that's the thing. <laughs> Shohei Otani probably could. Just probably. Auto- automatic <laughs> ace, automatic ace, and then just middle of the order bat. He Love fills it. every hole that the White Sox have in their roster. Okay, would you guys do that trade? No. What? For it was Andrew Vaughn, Michael Kopech, and you get Otani. 
No, it was Vaughn, Kopech, and like two or three of your best prospects for Otani. I mean, yeah, but like now, Coles and Montgomery, I think, right? It'd be Montgomery and like. That's the thing. You can't Coles. even name the second best. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. Yeah. For for, for Otani, Otani, yeah. Otani literally fills in for Michael Kopech and Andrew Vaughn. He is those guys. That's true. I love Andrew Vaughn too, and I love Michael Kopech. Otani but... has a lot better numbers than Andrew yeah. Vaughn. And he just <laughs> he hits new. Could you imagine he him? On actually, hits home runs. He would hit just oh my. He might put up sixty homers. But then Tony would platoon him so they could get the right <laughs> oh match. And he would just come out and be like, no, he's a lefty. We don't want him in here yeah. today. Well, hopefully Tony's gone after this year. I don't, I don't know, think th- they won't fire Tony, but someone needs to talk to him and be like, bro, we will pay you double to be an advisor. <laughs> like just go away. Just please leave. And please You're once they him. once they get rid of Tony, I hope they hire someone under the age of sixty. Uh, who's I don't even feel out? like I'm asking too much. I just want young blood, dude. Like I'm sick of like old people doing like I'm not being ageist, but it's just like Get a young especially because in especially in MLB, well, I mean across sports, it, we did see like a giant wave of just like like younger guys. Yes, and I then mean, the White Sox were like, "Nope." Yep, we're seeing <laughs> it. And you're right; it's not just in baseball; it's in other sports. Yeah, like, like the, NFL. the NFL. NFL has like coaches like in their yeah. like 30s. But again, I always come back to this: if this team needed to like get fired up, which again, I guess it goes to this show with Tim Anderson being gone. Who's giving that speech? Because it's not Tony. It's not Tony. Tony's not giving any really Lance Lynn. I don't even know. I just don't think you could take, I would start laughing. I'm sorry. But if like, I saw Lance Lynn, like jumping around, fired up, like flipping shit, like going crazy. Like I'd probably start laughing. You know who I could see it? You know, I could see it. And like, it would kind of be weird because he's like, you know, a young guy who hasn't played a lot, but like, I, I think Sebi has that in him. I think I can see Sebi flipping. Uh, I've I've literally never heard Sebi talk. But he got fired no, he up. Like, like honestly, I, I I met up. Well, met up, quote unquote, at Sox says, and like the brief interaction is like one word answer, like oh, nothing. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Other guys are like, he was still shy. Know. He was still shy. It's either I that, or so. I just think it's gonna be like one of those movies where like they're down and out, like they need that rah rah speech. No one's giving it, and then like out of nowhere, Jerry Danny Mendick comes he in on crazy. Danny Mendick, he his completely booth. breaks character, and Andrew Vaughn just goes ballistic, and they're all just like, dude, you've said five words this whole season. Like, yeah, he gives, <laughs> yeah. like, the, the laser eyes, like, and he's just like, we need a fucking god. He just, like, goes crazy, and they're just like, holy shit, where'd that come from? And then Ugh. they win the fucking division as he strikes out. He literally struck out as I was saying that. <laughs> good call, good call. Well, this, this is what's, this, that's what's going to set him off. Like, yeah. he... <laughs> Some weirdo with a mullet that looks like he deals meth on the side just struck him out, and yeah. All right. I think we all know what time it is. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on, let me get it. You got it, sir? I got it, I got it. Let me get it. Where's it at? Hold on, there we go. It's everybody's favorite new segment on this very baseball show. It is time. You know what that music means. It's NASCAR Minute time with NASCAR Mitch. Let's go, Mitch. So it was an emotional week for us, uh, oh, us Bush Light fans. Uh, as you know, the Bush Apple is being discontinued after yes. next year. 
So Kevin Harvick, the Bush, uh, the Bush driver, it was his last ever race in the Bush Apple car. So farewell oh, no. to that beauty. But uh, oh, they wow. were in Michigan Speedway this week in the Irish Hills, uh, Ford Country. But it was a Toyota. Oh, Irish Hills. Yep, yep. Ford's backyard. Uh, but it was a Toyota weekend. The Toyotas were fast, none faster than Bubba Wallace, who won the first career poll of his. Uh, <laughs> Toyotas were uh, fast. They were, yeah. Toyotas were rocking in practice, walking and qualifying. Bubba Wallace in the McDonald's 23 car, Michael Jordan's oh. team. He gets the poll, first ever career poll. He needs a win to get in the playoffs, too. Four, 16 playoff spots total. There's been 14 winners, only two spots left. So he needs a win. He got the poll. He was fast. Not only him, though, the rest of the Joe Gibbs Toyotas, they're also pretty fast. So Joe Gibbs sitting pretty. Toyota's happy. But disaster strikes early. Kyle Busch, he pits early. So now Whoa. he's in the back of the field with the scrubs because he's got cycled back after the pit stop. Sure enough, one of the scrubs in the 15 car, he gets a little loose. He collects the 34 in a wreck. Who All collects the, the two? The two goes bashing into the wall, nose first. Austin Sindrick and his beautiful discount tires Ford. It's destroyed. <laughs> SOL's got caught up in it. Kyle Busch, because he pit early, got caught up with the scrubs. His day ruined. He had a car that was fast enough to win the race. Not anymore. Front tire rod broken. 18's day is over. But Joe Gibbs had plenty of Toyotas left. Still speed. Uh, 42 to go in the race. Three Toyotas up front. Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Bubba Wallace. Christopher Bell, he's running uh, second here. He sees Ross Chastain. We've heard of Ross Chastain before. He's notorious for wrecking oh, yeah, guys. Randy Chastain's son. Yep, yep, yep. yep. He's, uh, he's a lap down, so he's trying to get back on the lead lap. So he comes barreling down on Bell. Bell panics. He tries to throw a late Brock. Chastain goes to the outside. Bell collects him in the back. That was a big mistake. Got a little over anxious. Chastain or Bell goes flying into the wall. He destroys the right side of his car. His day done. So now it's just Denny Hamlin left. And uh, Bubba, Bubba, or Denny Hamlin has a fast car too. He's fast enough to win. Final pit stop of the day, lap 160. Penalty incurs. The tire comes loose. The rear tire changer didn't kick it back to the uh, jack man. Tire goes rolling into the pit stall. Mechanic comes over the wall, picks up the tire. Too many men over the wall. He gets a penalty, sends him to the back, ruins his day. So, Bubba is uh, the Toyota's final hope, final restart of the race. Bubba Wallace, he's up front. He chooses the upper lane. Gets kind of oh. a rough restart. Kyle Larson's battling with him. So, now he's battling. Kyle Larson kind of got a better push off for the guy in front. So, Bubba now has to pass Joey Logano for second. They're battling for second here. Bubba's got a faster car. Joey ain't backing down, though. He's throwing blocks for him. He's to, Joey Logano's also aggressive. Bubba's got the faster car, though. See, so he's kind of battling with them. Logano holding him off, holding him off. Finally, Bubba makes the pass. But while all this is happening, guess who's pulling away? No. It's the Bush Apple number four Ford with Kevin Harvick. God damn. He's got the clean air. He's out in front, gets a four-second lead. He's the closer for a reason. No one's going to catch him. He broke over a 60-race winless streak. Kevin Harvick in his final start with the Bush Apple Ford wins at Michigan. He clinches a playoff spot. And Bubba is, he gets a disappointing second. He was crying in the post-race press conference. I felt bad for him, but, you know, what are you going to do? Bush Apple is the winner of the day. And a Ford takes home the victory in Michigan. There's your NASCAR. Big question after that. By the way, Phenomenal job as always. You get me fired up. I don't even know how I'm going to go to sleep tonight. But when there's a penalty in NASCAR, do they like throw a wrench? Like, what's the, how do they, how <laughs> no. they like? So, usually there's a couple Mario ways Kart? you get a penalty. 
So there was like Ross Chastain last week where he took the wrong, he took the access road, cut everyone in the field. Right. Basically that was hilarious. Yes. But <laughs> after the race, that. he got a 30 second penalty. So they add 30 seconds to his like final time. And that's oh, just random. Okay. That's one way you can get it. Another way, like if you're speeding on pit road, they'll tell you, you have to move to the back of the field. So you'll have to like move to the inside, hold up, wait for everyone to pass you. And then you end up in the back. Or if there's like a restart, you'll have to go to the back as well. And so also, that's kind of what happened with Denny. And Denny ended up finishing. You said he got the clean air. What does that mean? Okay. Good question. <laughs> so with these cars, like you have the grill in front and a lot of yeah. times, like if you have a car in front of you, it kind of like disrupts your airflow. So if you're not getting enough air in the front of the car, it kind of hinders its speed a little bit. So a lot of these cars, drafting. Yeah. When so draft behind the dude. Yeah. So it's kind of a double edged sword because like, you want to draft, but when you have guys in front of you, you're getting dirty air. So sometimes it makes it hard to pass. So like that Joey Logano a couple years ago with like the older car, I'm he, sorry, but every time you say Joey Logano, I think he's like in like NSYNC or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what, that's he, what I think of right away. Joey Logano, he's kind of a psycho. Like he's this, he's like a nerd with like these, he, like, he always squints all the time. He's got these glasses, he's always smiling, but he's yeah, like a psycho on the racetrack. Now I got to look this guy up. He'll like, he'll wreck people. And then afterwards, like, yeah, that's your short track racing. Eh? It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, look, how do you spell his last name? L O G A N O L O Loguano. But anyway, there was like a race last or a couple years ago with like Kevin Harvick, where Kevin Harvick every time to make it a pass, like he would angle Logano would angle his car in a way where it just got like dirty air up in his grill, and so it would slow him down and he couldn't make the pass. So oh, like, this guy looks time. like a fucking nerd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's a psycho, I'm telling you. He like, like he Zach looked, Collins. Yeah. Look at this guy, although hold on. I'll he's got a lazy eye, got a receding hairline. This dude is scary looking what man. was the other thing with Joe the guy when he came in was it just like he was like really young or something yes okay so that and this is also because like he's a really aggressive driver like uh, like i said he'll NASCAR, wreck people for no NASCAR reason Aldo. just barrel people no names but nascar kind of created their own monster here because he like all those said oh, he no. joined oh, when he was i'm so sorry i know i know my cousin just gave up a home run Oof, that's no. tough pinwheels up reverse bump but Logano, he came in when he was 18. And so like, he's the youngest driver in the circuit. And like all these older guys, like Ryan Newman, who's this big fat guy, he would always like boy. I'm like, they'd be like, Hey, like, why did you like box me out? Like you can't pass me. He's like, well, it was like my line, sir. And he'd be like pushing him in pit row. He's like, don't you ever do that again. And so eventually he just got sick of being bullied by all these guys. So he's like, screw it. I'm just running through everyone. So like NASCAR kind of created their own monster with Joey. I kind of love, I kind of love Joey Logano. Hold yeah. on, hold on. I'm pulling up his picture here in a minute. You guys got to see psycho this. pick. Fucking nerd. By the way, uh, Mitch, at what point of your NASCAR fandom did you go from like kind of looking forward to? Oh my god, yeah, that, yeah. that's a creepy yeah, smile. Especially when that's he has a- glasses on. <laughs> he like eats, sleeps, and breathes racing too. I remember the Fox asked him to do a promo for I think it was like a football game, and he's I'm like, yeah, like stuff. watch the stickball sport, and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, I don't know, I don't really watch other sports. <laughs> At what weird. point did you go from just cheering for uh, crashes and then actually cheering for the uh, competition? Solid the question. Solid. That question. is a very solid question. Um, look, I still kind of like root for like crashes too. <laughs> I'm kind of like a meathead fan. Like I like solid racing and all, but like the Indianapolis race last week, I loved it because there's all these guys trying to barrel in through. It was like a White Sox parking lot, but everyone's going 90 <laughs> miles an hour. They're all trying to barrel towards the exit. So I thought it was great, but all these NASCAR purists are like, oh, that's not good racing. But um, I would say second year watching once i kind of understood the strategy and everything and you can appreciate all the little stuff that's going on some of the science behind it then 
then yeah, then I was fair enough. Well, that was a fantastic. These NASCAR minutes do not disappoint, Mitch. They do not disappoint. I I get fired up. I couldn't wait to pull the trigger on that. That was beautiful. But uh, well, this game's over because the Royals scored four runs, so Jeez. the White Sox are out. Oh, um, during NASCAR, yeah. boy, that stinks. Yeah, it's four to three. Um, the, the White Sox are incapable of scoring more than four runs. So, uh, you go ahead, everyone, just uh, go ahead, and kiss that. Cause that baby good night go to sleep because it's uh, this ball game but uh yeah I, I got nothing else this week i'm just trotting along like everybody else man it's and i will never say a bad thing about tim anderson on the internet again because or i would never well, even that bad that just don't tweet anything about tim anderson ever I'm, I'm just never gonna tweet anything about tim anderson ever again i learned that lesson but for nascar mitch it's the homie Aldo. I'm Zo. We will see you guys next week. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Make it all change. Make it all change.